0: Welcome back football fans to the 49 away podcast the NFL draft is in the books and the 49ers have their quarterback of the future and Kyle Shanahan has finally got his guy on this episode Zach and I will break down the 49ers draft class we will talk a little Trey Lance Jimmy G Kyle Shanahan Richard Sherman who's still a free agent hearing there is a possibility of him returning to the Niners. We will talk about that and a whole lot more so make sure to keep it locked and also don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis. What is happening faithful welcome back to the 49 away podcast Jay and Zach back at it for another episode the 49ers have a new franchise quarterback and another successful draft for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch is officially in the books I cannot believe that was their fifth draft time really does fly Zach what's going on man and how did you feel about this past weekend's exciting NFL draft for the 49ers.
1: Hey Jay, I'm doing well and I think the Niners did it well with the draft uh, on this past weekend. We got our franchise quarterback in Trey Lance and we had a pretty solid draft afterwards as well.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I was really pleased with what Lynch and Shanahan were able to do. Um, I've saw it all kinds of grades over the past few days, a few C's, a few B's, but honestly if I had to probably grade this overall draft class that they put together, I'd probably put it at about an A minus. And we'll go through a few of the guys as we go. But I think, you know, starting with Trey Lance, the pick at number three, what a ride it was to get to this point. And in fact, before I even called it, I'm going to go out and give you credit because you said it back when the trade happened, when me and you talked about who the Niners were going to take back at the end of March. It was you that said, Trey Lance is going to be the pick for the 49ers. So I give you props for picking that one because apparently no one other than you <laughs> knew it was going to be Trey Lance. What a job by Kyle Shanahan. And I will, I, I'm going to go into a whole spiel on Kyle Shanahan because that was an Oscar nominee worthy performance by Kyle Shanahan this past month. But I mean, when we go to Trey Lance, I love the pick. I'm glad it wasn't Mac Jones. And I think the reason why I say this is because I thought it was going to be Mac Jones. I was mentally preparing for it to be Mac Jones. But I'm glad it wasn't because... Not that Mac Jones isn't a bad quarterback. And I think he actually landed in a pretty decent spot in New England. But I I think not just you and I, but the entire fan base was like, you sacrificed a good amount of the future to move up to three. You got to get a guy that can't just produce as a quarterback in the pocket. Like you got to be able to do more. And there was two guys that were sitting there that could do more. And that was Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So I'm so, so, so happy that Kyle Shanahan went in that direction, knew exactly who he was picking and decided to go with the guy with the guy who has more to offer. So I am just, I'm so excited about Trey Lance.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited that we took Trey Lance over Mac Jones. I was also mentally preparing for Mac Jones, thinking, oh, you know, he'd be good quarterback, he'd be a good quarterback. But it just didn't make sense to give up that many picks when you probably could get Mac Jones at 12, where you actually could get Mac Jones at 12 as he went 15 to the Patriots. But Getting Lance, he's the guy that you want. He can do everything. He ran a similar offense, the Niners offense, in college. He has the legs to scramble if. The play isn't there, and he has the arm to do everything. I really like this pick, and as I said from the beginning, Trey Lance just seems like the right fit for us. You know, We were committed to Jimmy G for this season, and Trey Lance, the biggest knock was he needs a year of development. Well, now he gets a year of development under Kyle Shanahan and one of the best offenses in the league.
0: No, absolutely, and it's it's an ideal situation, and and I'm not going to go into more of that about the whole quarterback situation that the Niners are in now with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. But I think before I want to move on to that, I think let's just go over the rest of the draft class. So the Niners went in the second round and they selected Aaron Banks on the offensive line in the second round. Then they went on to take Trey Sermon at running back. Ambry Thomas in the secondary, also in the third round. Jalen Moore in the fifth, another offensive lineman. Demandre Lenore from Oregon, also in the secondary. Telenoa Hufanga and I kind of like that pick in this in the fifth round and then Elijah Mitchell to top it off also running back in round six so other than Trey Lance what are some of the other draft picks that Lynch and Shanahan made that kind of caught your eye
1: well first at 43 when when uh, Trayvon Moreg fell to 43 I was sitting there hoping that the Niners would take him at 43 but then we traded down to 48 and he ended up going 43 to the Raiders but Aaron Banks at 48 I think uh, some people consider it a bit of a reach uh, I think the fit for Aaron Banks is a great fit for the Niners and I think they could have maybe traded down and taken him a bit later but I really like the Aaron Banks fit we did have a hole at Interior offensive line. So, getting Aaron Banks will help shore off the O line, and you need a good O line in Shanahan's system with his uh, running game system. I really like that pick. Trey Sermon is a dynamic back. And when was the last time Shanahan had a really, really well established back that wasn't this undrafted or sixth round rookie? So, I, I really like the Trey Sermon pick, and I really like that we went after defensive backs, because as everyone knows, all, almost all of our defensive backs are on a one-year contract. So, after yep. this year, the defensive back position is a big question, and getting uh, guys like Ambry Thomas and Lenoir and Hufanga is going to be great, because they, they all have stuff to prove, especially uh, Thomas, as he didn't play last year, and they all have a lot of talent so you give them that year to kind of learn the system kind of learn from the starters and uh, it's I think it was great that they uh, went out and got a lot of defensive backs one position I'm surprised they didn't go after was slot receiver yeah Uh, especially after getting two running backs uh, with Elijah Mitchell as the second one which Elijah Mitchell actually seems like uh, the prototypical Niner running back, but a slot receiver is a position that uh, the Niners desperately needed and a position that I thought there was options there, like Shy Smith.
0: No, I'm, I'm with you on the slot receiver point because outside of Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, I don't really know who else is on our roster because we let Kendrick Bourne walk and I don't think Trent Taylor's coming back and not that he did anything major last year anyways. I know we have Mohamed Sanu, okay, you know, decent, but that's not anything, you know, crazy. So I don't really know where they're going to go. Are they going to pick someone up before the season starts or what exactly they're going to do there? But I don't know. I am intrigued. And looking at the depth chart here, you got Debo, Ayuk, Richie James is currently scheduled as the slot receiver right now, which is not bad. Richie had a decent year, but he's more of a special teams guy. They got Jawan Jennings back there. Jalen Hurd obviously coming back, but we don't really know what to expect out of him. Travis Benjamin, Kevin White. A lot of, a lot of unknowns behind Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk get Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely with you on that. I, I am kind of surprised they didn't go in that direction. The Aaron Banks pick, I didn't know much about him, but I thought this was a really nice pick because... You go up and you get a guy like Trey Lance, obviously for your future quarterback, you want to make sure that that old line is protected. And they went out and obviously locked up Trent Williams early in the offseason, which is huge. They got Alex Mack to a three-year deal. Amazing. And now, like you mentioned, guard was an atrocity last year. It was an absolute disaster because Daniel Brunskill was supposed to be starting a guard. And then center was a disaster because Weston Richburg just never got into shape and he never ended up playing all year long. And then Garland went down. And so center and guard were a mess. Now you go out and get your center and Alex Mack. And now you go out and, and trade down and you select Aaron Banks in the second round who it's odd because he's not your typical Kyle Shanahan type guard, but the guy's a beast, an absolute tank from what I've seen and watched a little bit of his highlights. I like the pick. I think it's a good one. And I think he will compete to start. And I, actually, I read this in an article that Aaron Banks would be the top guy to start at right guard and then have Brunskill as your top backup. I love that for one reason. And Daniel Brunskill has been one of the most underrated 49ers over the past two years. But what I will say this about, about this specific situation, I would actually prefer Brunskill to be the top, the top guy as the backup in case anyone went down because he could play all three positions. He could play guard, tackle, and center. So it doesn't matter who goes down. You could just plug in Daniel Bronsko right away. So I like that situation there. So I'm, I'm cool with Aaron Banks. I like that pick. Trey Sermon, I didn't know a lot about him. But I heard he's pretty good. I heard he has some injury history, which I don't like. And that's kind of typical of John Lynch. And I don't really like that. But I heard he's quite the beast when he is healthy. And I think he'll fit in just, just fine with Bobby Turner and Kyle Shannon. And then playing in a dynamic backfield with... Kyle Uzchek, Raheem Mostert, and Jeff Wilson. So I like that too. Ambry Thomas, I really like. I've watched a lot of Michigan football in the past few years. And I know he didn't play this past season, but I like I like that pick as well. And then some of the guys, I like, I like Hofanga late in and round five. I've heard a lot of great things. It's funny because I saw a rumor earlier, I think it was today or yesterday, saying that he's currently training with Troy Palomalu. And before <laughs> I saw that rumor, I was like, This guy just reminds me of a Troy Polamalu. Like, not even just his name, but, like, the way he plays. He plays safety. And I was like, that is so ironic that that happened. And I like that. I could so see him being a fake as Joukowsky Tarts. You know, he's probably going to play this year. Maybe not. Maybe if one of these young guys beats him out, we cut him before the season starts. But I like Joukowsky Tart to start at safety this year. But after that, it's an unknown like the rest of our secondary is. So... I like, the, I like the back end there, picking a lot of secondary and, and then Elijah Mitchell at the end there. So I overall, I, I like this draft, but I'm the same with you. I, I do think that slot receiver was an issue for the Niners coming in, but I'm sure they'll end up figuring it out. I mean, we have our top three targets already set in stone and then we have our dynamic run game as well. So it should be really interesting and it should make up for a really interesting camp and OTAs as well. But before I go back to the quarterback situation, I just, I just want to take a minute to just admire Kyle Shanahan. I've been waiting all day for this specific segment to talk about Kyle Shanahan. This guy is the finesse king. What he did over the past month was like, okay, let, let's start off. So after reading the whole timeline of this whole situation of how he wanted to get Trey Lance, it started in late January. Dude, only Kyle Shanahan, would send John Lynch tape at two a.m. or not at two a.m. I think John Lynch said he was he was watching it till two a.m. out like eleven or twelve o'clock at night from Mexico. Only Kyle Shanahan would grind tape in Mexico on vacation because I, I don't know anyone else who would do that other than Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> so let's start with that. I love yeah. I I love all of that. No, go ahead. Finish your thought.
1: Yeah, Kyle Shanahan is a. Uh awesome head coach and an awesome human being and it, it's just so great to hear that your head coach is spending all this time studying the tape making sure that he's that guy yeah, I heard in an interview how he said you know all he talks is about is the negatives of the guy the negatives of the thing to try and convince himself you know to get rid of all of those bad things and make sure he really likes the guys he says he does the same thing when he buys houses he says all the things he hates about it hates about it hates about it and then in the and goes, okay, this is the one. And I think he did the same thing with Trey Lance. And I, I love his process. And I love how it never got out, the pick. Uh, that's something you've seen so often in the Lynch and Shanahan era with the Niners, secrecy. And uh, that's the same thing with Lance. Every, ever since we traded for that pick, Everyone's saying the pick's going to be Jones, the pick's going to be Jones, the pick's going to be Jones. And it wasn't until the end where you saw that sudden flip to Trey Lance yep. that people really had no idea until the pick was announced.
0: Not a, cl- not, a, not a clue at all. And I'm glad you you pointed that out, the, the Mac Jones smokescreen. That's exactly where I was going there. That was so amazing to me because I was sold, and especially after the press conference last Monday, with how adamant kyle shanahan was being with the media about like you don't know who we're choosing like we have five guys and it could be any of those five guys and he was so adamant about that and then when it came to jimmy garoppolo it became so adamant that he was like i don't even know if any of us are going to be alive on sunday (laughs) and that became that's now the famous kyle shanahan quote that i think we'll be talking about for years to come that was just hilarious but in that moment the, the first thought that came to my mind was like Oh my God, man, Kyle Shanahan is so adamant about Mac Jones right now. It's crazy. But then when he brought up the Drew Brees, Lamar Jackson quote, where he's like, I want a guy who can have an arm like Drew Brees and the athleticism of Lamar Jackson. That's when I was like, all right, Shanny, So I'm guessing that means you're going to go with a mobile quarterback. But then I'm like, that makes no sense because everyone's saying you want Mac Jones. So I was just hella confused. And I was like, all right, I think it's gonna be Mac Jones. I just bought into the smoke screen that it was going to be like that, especially after the press conference. And then it gets to Thursday. I'm sold that it's going to be Mac Jones. I'm talking to all my friends, including you. And I think we were all thinking the same thing. Mac Jones is going to be the quarterback. Roger Goodell stands up there, says Trey Lance. And that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I wanted to be surprised, right? I was mentally preparing for Mac Jones. So when it, if it was Mac Jones, I'd be like, all right, all right. We know what's going to be. But I'm like, please, please let me be surprised. And I was surprised. And I loved it. I love what I've seen out of Trey Lance. The guy, I've mentioned this to you and a lot of other people before too, he reminds me of a Colin Kaepernick type player mixed with a little Patrick Mahomes in him. Yep. And I love it. That is an amazing, amazing compilation of, of a skill set to have. And I think Trey Lance has all of that. And before I get to Trey Lance, I'll just finish up on Kyle Shanahan. I just like, that was just such an amazing thing to watch. To watch Kyle Shanahan play with, and mess with the media like that. I was I just sat there and I was like, that's my head coach come on man like that's that was that was an amazing thing to watch it was entertaining as hell i know a lot of people had a lot of fun with that but man kyle shanahan i am just honestly just just thrilled like a lot of us that he is our head coach and now it's time to win right like you know now it's like all right you know you got your guy we got our team and we've had three losing seasons out of the last four two very unlucky ones and quite frankly, if we got it right in year one, we look like a playoff team in the back end. But aside the point, we didn't have a winning record three out of those four years. And the one time we did, we were playing in the last game of the year. So now it's time to go because we got we have a stacked team right now. But again, kudos to Kyle Shannon and John Lynch, man. That was honestly an Academy Award performance. But to Trey Lance now, so now that we know that he's our guy, he's our franchise quarterback, and obviously it looks like the situation right now, now it's been official. We've had Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch obviously, you know, say a lot, of, a lot of stuff, a lot of uncertainty about Jimmy Garoppolo in the past few weeks. Of course, that was just because they want to mess with the media. And then all these rumors about Garoppolo is going to get traded this weekend and the Patriots are, are coming up with a deal. None of that was true. That was also entirely a smokescreen because after Trey Lance got picked, Shanahan took to the media and he flat out said, Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback. And our plan is to have Jimmy Garoppolo be our quarterback right now. And Trey Lance can just develop and not to rush him in. And the minute that Shanahan said that, I was like, thank God. Because that is exactly the situation that I envisioned that I wanted for this, this situation to have. So... There is so much to talk about here, and we'll, we'll take our time with this one with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. If you were in Kyle Shannon or John Lynch's, shoes, what, what would your ideal situation be? Like, would, would you be like Trey Lance has potential to start week one? Would you be like sit behind Garoppolo for a year, sit behind Garoppolo for two years? What do you think would be like the ideal situation for the Niners to go about this quarterback situation with Jimmy G and Trey Lance?
1: I think that's all up to Trey Lance. I think Jimmy G and Trey Lance are going to go into the training camp the same way they're going to compete, compete, compete. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start the year, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo may even finish the year with us. Uh, when Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, he led our team to the Super Bowl. If he's healthy again with our roster, he could lead us to another Super Bowl. I think uh, the one thing is Jimmy Garoppolo has – rarely been healthy for a full season and you have that insurance with trey lance now now shanahan has said he's not going to play re- lance until he's ready they asked him how do you know lance is ready they'll know they'll know the the guys will figure it out when you see lance you know r- scramble uh out of a play that jimmy garoppolo can't do and end up scoring in practice or Launching a deep ball to Debo Samuel and for a touchdown in practice, guys will notice that. Guys will see how Trey Lance is doing and how he's performing. And I think I love the quarterback room this year. I, I love Jimmy how Jimmy G is ready and prepared to take on Trey Lance uh, and mentor him just like Tom did when uh, Jimmy was a young kid. Uh, young quarterback uh, entering the league and I just think it's great competition and I really think that uh, Jimmy G is going to play the full year as a Niner
0: yeah no you were you're bang on with that and of course that's a lot like any position in any sport really if you're if you're playing good and your teammates recognize that the coaching staffs recognize that you know you got to make the move and you got to start playing them more and you got to start you know starting them so I'm totally with you. I think it's up to Trey Lance whether, you know, how how long it takes him to become the starting quarterback. That's entirely up to him and how far in the developmental process that it takes him. And it also will dictate Jimmy Garoppolo, right? If Trey Lance comes in like week eight or week nine of this season and balls out and it's before the trade deadline, if you're John Lynch, Kyle and yeah, I would start shopping Jimmy Garoppolo. If not and it's and Garoppolo is balling, playing MVP-caliber football right now, then there's no need. You let Lance chill on the sidelines, and you you let Garoppolo do his thing, and there's no rush. It's a win-win for everyone. This is exactly what I was saying the whole time about this quarterback room. We are in such a good position having Jimmy G and Trey Lance in the quarterback room. And exactly to your point, if anything happens to Jimmy G, we got Trey Lance. Right. Obviously, he's not going to be, you know, amazing right out of the gate. Maybe he is. Maybe he won't. We'll never know. We'll only find out if that, if and when that happens. But I would rather take Trey Lance over Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard, who we've been trotting out the last, you know, two, three years. So in that way, I feel comfortable. And that's why I'm so excited about this upcoming season because it's like, if anything does happen to Jimmy, we got Trey Lance as our backup quarterback. We're good. And if Jimmy Garoppolo plays great, that's a win-win.
1: Yeah, I fully agree with you. And I think Lance just has so much talent. That was such the great thing about taking uh, Lance at three. He has so much upside. Yes, there's all of these question marks because he didn't play last year and he only played one year in college. Uh, But there's question marks about every quarterback other than maybe Trevor Lawrence coming out of the draft. And if you think about last year, I saw a I was looking back at a way too early 2021 mock draft and Trey Lance, they said he had the chance to compete with Lawrence for the top quarterback spot in 2021. I think if he actually had the full year in college and had that time to have that extra tape and show people what he could do, he'd probably be going second overall to the jets. So I really think that uh, Trey Lance is going to take his time with us, and I really think that his talent's going to show, and at some point he will be starting for us. You know, it's kind of similar to the Mahomes, Alex Smith situation with the Chiefs when uh, the Chiefs traded up to draft Mahomes. Alex Smith said, "Look, you know, I, I I see that we they traded up for my position. I understand the room, and I'm here to teach. I'm here to help out." And uh, near the end of the season, they did make the switch from Smith to Mahomes. Uh, that could potentially happen this year. The same thing with Lamar and Joe Flacco. One thing that it's not like is if you look at the Rodgers and Love situation, Rodgers was so upset that they took Love and it's, it's really ruining the Packers this year. So I, I really think that it's uh, great to see that your starting quarterback has that amazing mindset and isn't standing in the way.
0: Uh, you're right on with that. And that's exactly where I was segueing to. And I I want to give Jimmy Garoppolo some love and, and appreciation because the way that he's handling this situation is, a, is like a true pro. And, you know, for him, it's been a series of unfortunate events. He had, you know, he's been our franchise quarterback for the last three and a half years, and he's been hurt for majority of two out of those three seasons. So technically we've only had Jimmy Garoppolo for one full season. And even though it's felt like we've had him for a, a handful of years, We've really only had him for one season. So it's almost like when Garoppolo's healthy, it's like, all right, now let's go, right? When he gets hurt, it's like, great. Now I have to wait till next season. And then when Garoppolo's healthy, it's like, okay, now we're good, let's go. But the way that Jimmy Garoppolo is handling himself in this situation, I think I think he understands. He's a smart guy. He understands what's going on. He knows it's not his fault. He knows that John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan believe in him, but he also knows that, you know, it's in, it's, it's in what happened, right? It, you've missed X amount of games and you've missed two seasons, majority of those seasons. And the Niners had playoff caliber teams those years and we spiraled to a 4-12 and record and a 6-10 and record. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo understands that and that's why they went up and drafted Trey Lance. But the way that Jimmy Garoppolo is handling himself in the sense that he wants to help Trey Lance, help him develop, help him compete... That's not only good for Trey Lance, but that is good for Jimmy Garoppolo. Because if Jimmy G looks at this competition and he's like, this kid's here to beat me out. But Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch still believe that I can be the guy this year. It's essentially as much as we can say it's Trey Lance's job to get the more that he develops. It's also Jimmy Garoppolo's job to lose. Because if he stays on the field, we know what happens. We win football games. When he doesn't, we lose. So Jimmy Garoppolo, it's very important for not just him to stay healthy because that's huge. If he does not stay healthy, the Garoppolo era is immediately done, in my opinion. I think the minute that he gets hurt, if Trey Lance, let's just theoretically say, say the situation happens, Garoppolo gets hurt, Lance comes in, almost like what happened with Smith and Kaepernick in 2012 kind of thing, right? Lance comes in yep. and he plays phenomenal. That's it. I would be set. I'd be like, all right, Jimmy, thank you for your services. The Jimmy G air is a wrap, right? It's done. But if Trey Lance comes in and plays, you know, kind of eh, you know, plays decent, but like it, it, it maybe throws a pick or two and he kind of shows that he's not quite there yet, Garoppolo is safe for another week, I think. I would hope and I would think Shanahan would realize that. So as much as we can say... Trey Lance, it's up to him to push Garoppolo. This is also Garoppolo's opportunity to say, look, Shanahan and Lynch still seem committed to me in the short-term future, obviously, not the long-term future. So I have I need to try and go out here and compete with this kid and try to make myself better. And if and that's and exactly what Shanahan said, that's better for the team. If you get a hungry Garoppolo and a hungry Lance, that just I mean, that's it's an ideal situation, really, what the 49ers are in right now. And I understand that. Getting rid of Jimmy might be the better situation financially right now. But listen, at the end of the day, we're gonna get Jimmy Garopp- we're gonna get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo one way or another, right? Whether it's after twenty twenty one, midway twenty twenty one, the end of twenty 20- like at some point he's gonna go. We're gonna save that money. Lance is gonna play on a rookie deal, and we're gonna get to pay Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel and the list goes on, right?
1: Yeah, the cap doesn't really seem like the biggest problem. You know, Jed York said today even if, he, if Jimmy G is here and he's winning and he's the quarterback for two years and Lance has to sit for two years, that's fine by him. And when you hear yeah. that or, owner say that, that's a big sign and a big uh, vote of confidence into Jimmy G and to the team. And I really agree with your point about that quarterback competition and making uh, it better for Jimmy G and making him compete because... Now that you know, oh, there's a guy behind you. It's competition. It makes you want to make that extra throw and be better. And you know, Jimmy G is that guy in the locker room. He is the guy that everyone trusts, and he is their leader for now. And Trey Lance is gonna have to earn it. But another thing we can see during the season is we can see Lance come out for uh, some third and ones or fourth and ones, and maybe run that uh, dynamic using those legs and get a first down here or there, or maybe a uh, play action and get a larger play that's not expected so I think they can use Lance this year even if he's not the starter
0: bang on and you just segued that perfectly because that's exactly what I was going to bring up next like this is this would be my ideal plan for this upcoming season and now Kyle Shanahan he's not dumb he's gonna look at Trey Lance and be like he hasn't played all of 2020 we need to like we we have an opportunity of using him as some sort of weapon and getting him some reps You know what I mean? And not only does that work in Trey Lance's favor, also works for Garoppolo's favor because that's one less play of Garoppolo playing that he's not getting hurt. So that's a win-win for everybody. So my ideal situation would look like this. You start Garoppolo week one, see how far that goes. Ideally, want him healthy for the full year and the Niners, you know, win 12, 13, 14 games, right? Don't force Trey Lance to start. Let him sit, develop. But exactly like you said, give Trey Lance a small package with just a few plays, you know, whether it's a third and short, fourth and short, red zone. Make, get him some reps that way and use him like a Colin Kaepernick in 2012, not like a Taysom Hill. I've heard a lot of rumors going around saying, oh, this used trans that Taysom No, 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 don't get it twisted. Taysom Hill is used on special teams, running back, fullback, wide receiver, like it, Taysom Hill's almost like Kyle Juszczyk, for God's sakes. Like, it's not even like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they use him in that many ways, not just the quarterback. Trey Lance, the 49ers, they drafted him as a quarterback. They drafted him to be the future starting quarterback. Therefore, you put him in for quarterback plays. Whether that's a designed run or use, exactly like you said, do some play-action passes, get him familiar with Shanahan's system, I think will really benefit the team. Because if Trey Lance comes out and he breaks some guys' ankles early in the season on some plays, People are going to look at the film. and They're like, oh, God. Like, now we have to prepare for Garoppolo or Lance. And then we got to... You know what I mean? That just adds a whole other dimension. And that's scary because that's one extra weapon that that Kyle Shanahan gets to play with. So not only do you have Jimmy, you let Jimmy manage the game for, like, 90% of the game. Let him do his thing. And then you get Trey Lance some reps, too. It's a win-win on both sides. And then one last thing here, too, is... Obviously with the seventeen game schedule, ideally have the Niners clinch a playoff spot by week seventeen, whether it's a one seed, division title, wild card, whatever it is. So if they're locked into a spot and week eighteen they can't move, start Trey Lance week eighteen. Give him his first career start under his belt, like the Kansas City Chiefs did with Smith and Mahomes. They let Smith sit, they start Mahomes week seventeen. That would be my ideal situation for this season.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Lance gets a start at some point this season, whether it's week 17, whether it's whenever Jimmy G inevitably goes down with an injury. But when Trey Lance is in the game, defenses have to play 11 on 11 football. They, they have to worry about the quarterback running the ball. They have to worry about uh, where the quarterback is because Trey Lance can steal you a first down, whereas Jimmy G can't. So e- even if you're just running the ball, it's just another person that they have to worry about on offense. And I really think that this is going to work out into Kyle Shanahan's benefit because you have the, one of the best offensive minded head coaches in the league and you give him this weapon and it's just, it's just going to be a great season for the Niners. I can't wait.
0: I, I am totally with you, man. Like I'm, I'm ready for the season to start now. Like I look at this team and I'm like, we are so complete right now. This is going to be an extremely fun season to watch. And, and I like your point with, with Trey Lance because I've also heard some people, of course, there's always going to be doubters, always going to be haters. It's all it's all good, right? But at, at same thing, this is what I think about this pick with Trey Lance. And even if it was Fields or Jones or Wilson or whoever it might have been, I think, let's just say if Trey Lance isn't the next Patrick Mahomes, worst case scenario, he's an above average quarterback. And why do I think that would be the worst case scenario? Is because exactly like you mentioned, he is playing for the best offensive-minded head coach in the game right now in Kyle Shanahan. This is the, this is the system that sets quarterbacks up for success. Look at, look at Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's not even a mobile quarterback. Like, he's done nothing but succeed. And quite frankly, almost anyone who's been in Shanahan's system, except for Brian Hoyer, has succeeded at some point in time. And that goes with C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins because they've had their moments it's not like they were just bad completely. They had their moments, and that's just because they're not elite quarterbacks, which is why they didn't win a lot of games. But we saw Nick Mullins had his moments at times, and so did C.J. Beathard. So when that goes to a credit of how good Kyle Shanahan's offense and how his scheme is. So that's why I think Trey Lance is either going to be, yes, almost like the next Patrick Mahomes, is going to be that good and that dangerous, and I think that that is his potential, and I cannot wait to see it, especially with this supporting cast which is the next thing that I was going to say, not only do you have Kyle Shanahan as your head coach, but you have a supporting cast of the best tight end in football, a disgusting backfield, a really, really good offensive line with arguably the best tackle in all of football, of an experienced center in Alex Mack, who has been there and done that. McGlinchey is getting into his prime. Lake and Tomlinson, in my opinion, is the most underrated niner on this team. And you got Kyle Ushchek at fullback. Like this, this is... A, and then Debo and Ayuk as your as your receiving weapons like how how does that not set you up for success
1: yeah the, like our weapons are out of this world you could plug in CJ Beathard in that offense and they'd still go 8 and 8 if they're exactly. all healthy the the thing is uh, that's why we went Aaron Banks with our second pick we're trying to protect our quarterback we're trying to uh show that dynamic run game that we have. And Aaron Banks, that big boy, you need him in this division, especially with a guy like Aaron Donalds that you're going to face twice a year. JJ you need Watt. a J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones. There, there's so many guys on the line that you face at least twice a year from your division that you need to strengthen that line Keeping Trent Williams was huge. Signing Alex Mack is another big signing for us. That It's just shoring up the offensive line was something that needed to be done, and they did. And getting Jalen Moore, Jalen Moore isn't going to start this year. Jalen Moore is more of a project guy, but he could could play both guard and tackle. So that's another depth. depth option, yeah, if someone goes down with injuries, which is possible. Injuries do happen. We were the most injured team in the NFL last year, so we know why we need depth but yeah, oh, yeah in our offense and with our scheme you need that big o line to protect and that's exactly what we did this off season
0: now without a doubt and that's what and that's what i mean when you have a supporting cast like that that sets you up for success and i feel like Trey Lance in this situation you know this is just such a great opportunity and i think he knew it and i think anyone going to San Francisco at number 3 knew that they were getting into a a really unique situation. It's not every day that you have a Super Bowl contender picking number three in the NFL draft. You really don't see that every day. So I mean, this there's so much to look forward to this upcoming season. And I think not even just this upcoming season, but for the next three, four years, really, as long as we have this core together, I think this is going to be a really exciting next few years and hopefully a championship. Is gonna happen within those next four years, whether it's with Garoppolo or Lance, I don't really care. Maybe even with both of them, I have no idea. But I certainly hope that in the future, that's where it goes. And and to your point also about CJ Beathard, yeah, I wish we went eight and eight with CJ Beathard. Yeah, we would have made the damn playoffs if CJ Beathard (laughs) went eight and eight. But but anyways, like you know, again, the biggest thing out of all of this, and we can get excited all we want, exactly to the point that you and I both hit on. Gotta stay healthy. That's that's the biggest issue for the entire team. Not even just Jimmy Garoppolo. The entire team. We gotta stay healthy. That's the thing we're gonna be talking about all offseason long. And it's only May. So we had a whole lot offseason to talk about, you know, all this potential that, that the Niners have. And I think it's a Super Bowl caliber roster that we have. Can they stay healthy enough to compete? And and that's what I mean. And especially you you mentioned Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay man, the first thing that I thought about obviously when we heard the Niners trading for Rodgers, I was like, oh my goodness. But then the second thing I thought of was, that's one less team to worry about. Like, I, That's that's the first thing that came to mind. Man. I don't know about oh, you. Yeah. But I was like, that's one less team to worry about.
1: Yeah, the thing with Rodgers and Packers is that just sounds like a terrible situation that I would not want to be a part of. Uh, it sounds like Rodgers wants the GM fired and Rodgers isn't going to come back. He's apparently told free agents that uh, not to sign with the Packers because he's not going to be there. It's just a whole turmoil situation. And to think it all started with drafting Jordan Love last year when they could have drafted a weapon for Rodgers. All you have to do is make your quarterback happy. It's not that hard. But again, you see it repeatedly every year for the Green Bay Packers, not drafting a weapon for Rodgers. And it's finally the last straw. But you know what? It's really nice to have Aaron Rodgers not be in the NFC, whether he retires yet. and isn't uh, yet. yet. I, I don't think he's <laughs> playing in the NFC because if he's playing, it's either going to be for the Green Bay Packers, he's either going to retire, or it's going to be an AFC team like the Broncos. Or he'll and be the
0: new host on Jeopardy.
1: That would be nice. I really <laughs> did like his Jeopardy episode. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think if Aaron Rodgers is out of this division and out of this conf- or out of his division out of this conference it's another team that you don't have to worry about and an easier path to the playoffs
0: oh no doubt and and that's the thing when when i look at the nfc this year i think tampa bay still a team to beat they are so complete and the fact that they brought everybody back is just insane because anytime you win or even just make a super bowl as the runner up you're bound to lose players coaching staff like guys leave and it's in it's inevitable that that happens but the fact that the Buccaneers managed to keep everybody is impressive and I still think I I do think that they are the team to beat in the NFC and then aside from them I think the Niners are just as complete as them if they can stay healthy of course the Packers were my next team after that obviously pre-Rodgers drama and then I think the Rams' offense is gonna really take off with Matthew Stafford. I don't know about the, I don't think their defense will be as good as last year. They lost some guys, but I I really think that that offense is gonna take off with Stafford. So I do think they're in that conversation as well. Of course, you can't count out, count out Seattle until it actually happens because every time we think Seattle's not gonna do very good, they always do good. So I'm not gonna count Russell Wilson out. And then you look at the rest of the NFC. There's a lot of unknowns, right? So really, there's only three, four teams at the top there that. Our, get our top our top for the NFC Championship to make it to the Super Bowl and now you take out Green Bay it's looking pretty favorable and also we have Green Bay on our schedule so that's one less good team to worry about too
1: yeah and, and you talk about the Bucks. it's unprecedented that they brought back every starter and every coordinator that's just, it's awesome and it's the Tom Brady effect in Tampa and you know what? Uh, I think you can't count out any team in the NFC West. This division is just out of this world. The Cardinals got better. I really like yep. the Cardinals draft in general. I think Zaven Collins is an underrated linebacker, and I think he's uh, going to help a position of need for them as a coverage linebacker. I think getting Randall Moore to add to their wide receiver room, which already has DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, and Larry Fitzgerald. I think the Cardinals have a chance to make the playoffs and have a chance at the NFC West, just like all other teams in the NFC West. You can never count out Russell Wilson, who got a new offensive coordinator, got a new left tackle, got another wide receiver. And of course, the Rams have just gone Matthew Stafford. Their offense is going to be so dynamic with Stafford and McVay. And their defense is still going to be great when they have two of the best defenders in all of football and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So the NFC is wide open just like always. And one less team in the Packers would be very nice.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're definitely bang on with that. It's amazing how the NFC West just keeps getting better and better every year. It's insane. And that forces each team to, to you know, to get better by going out in free, free agency and bring guys back and how important that is and I think that that certainly had to go into the consideration of keeping Jimmy Garoppolo when you're drafting a rookie quarterback because you want to stay competitive with how good this division is so that that had to be something that the Niners had to have had to think about but yeah this NFC West is insane Seattle's always going to be there with Russ I talked about the Rams with Stafford I think they're going to do great the Niners are complete the Cardinals I think are really talented but as long as Cliff Kingsbury doesn't screw it up for them I think the Cardinals won't be too bad but no but but back to the Aaron Rodgers thing too it's interesting because I don't really see many openings out there but I know Denver and Vegas are two possible teams to go there and I was saying this earlier as a joke I'm like I would not be surprised John Gruden is so like I I would so see this if John Gruden were to like offer up something completely blasphemous like six first round draft picks And, like, two third-rounders and Derek Carr. Like, I'm not joking. John Gruden is, like, he's insane. I wouldn't be surprised if he drew up some wild package for Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah, I I could see John Elway making a move like that, but I just don't think he has it in him to make a move like that. Like, I know he did it with Peyton Manning, but I don't know if if he has it in him. Does John Elway have enough in him? That's the question. But John Gruden, I think he has just the psychoness in him to make a deal with that. Because I don't think Green Bay is going to let Aaron Rodgers walk for anything. They're going to want a ridiculous package for Aaron Rodgers. So I'll kind of leave that off on, on Rodgers. But it'll be very interesting to see what happens in that saga for the rest of the offseason. And before we end this episode, I want to talk about one last free agent that's a Niner. And that's Richard Sherman. I mean, we all thought that he was leaving. And now what the latest rumors are he's thinking about possibly coming back. And he's also not ruling out teams like the Seahawks reuniting with them, which would suck. And then the New Orleans Saints <laughs> is another team that I'm hearing as well. So what's your kind of take on Richard Sherman? Because I, I was sold that back in December, January, when he said I'm not coming back, I was pretty sold that he wasn't coming back.
1: Yeah, I I thought Richard Sherman's era with the 49ers was done, but hearing that there's a glimpse of hope that Sherman may come back, it makes me ecstatic. Sherman is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, and in a room of defensive backs where you already have guys like Jason Barrett, and you have young guys like Ambry Thomas and Lenoir, uh, adding Sherman never hurts. And adds more depth to your team and adds probably your best cornerback. And uh, cornerback uh, starting cornerbacks of having Sherman and Verrett uh, side by side, that's a lethal combo. And if they're healthy, that's something that will win you uh, the Super Bowl, having those insane defensive backs with Quan William and Nickel and uh, the safeties as they are
0: yeah no that's exactly my my thing too with, with richard sherman is like i was i was perfectly fine with him leaving i think our secondary is pretty good with who we were able to bring back but if we were able to bring back sherman on a one-year deal oh my goodness of course i would do it like i don't know why people are like oh he's slow he's old but i'm like but he's richard sherman like if he's healthy it's amazing <laughs> and guess what if he's not he's gonna do what he's done the last three years and mentor some of these young guys that has been really really valuable i know some people may not see it that way but for me and i know for a lot of other people when you've looked at the niners development in the kyle shanahan john lynch era richard sherman played a huge part in developing some of these guys you're telling me emmanuel mosley akella witherspoon even kwan williams and some of these other guys there no there is no way that they're as good as they are right now without richard sherman in that secondary room no
1: way yeah, there's no way. I think Richard Sherman's a great mentor to everyone and I think he's a great locker room guy in general. He just has that swagger about him and he he just knows the game so well. He's a very very smart person. I'm then, pretty sure he represents himself as well. He doesn't even have does. an agent. Yep. He's uh yeah, he's always on uh, the Chris Collinsworth podcast talking with him. He's just he knows football and he's a guy you want in your locker room and especially the Niners who have had him in the past. And with these young guys, uh, I think he could really help the team out. And I would be more than happy to have him back on a one year deal.
0: That no, no doubt. I'm the same with Sherm. And and like you said, I uh, definitely agree. He's one of the smartest, most intelligent people that I've seen, not even just athletes, just people in general. He's just a really smart person. And that makes him such a great athlete on the field too because he's so smart and he can read certain plays and what the quarterback's doing and that's what makes Sherm so great. So I think if it was definitely feasible and it was and we're able to bring him back on a one year deal, that would honestly just be the cherry on top for this offseason, really. And there's a handful of guys that I thought were gone for good. And the fact that even if Sherman doesn't re-sign with San Francisco, I'd still I would I, be fine because I, I was assuming this entire time that he's not coming back anyways. But man, if he did, that would be something else, and I'd be like, "This is, this is, this is our chance, man. This is our year with the team that we have. We could stay healthy. We could most certainly run it back in a lot of in a in a lot of different ways." But I would uh, I would hate to see him go to Seattle, honestly. Again, <laughs> even though I think at the end of at the end of his career, he's probably gonna retire with them anyways. You know, his the his prime of his career where he really took off was in Seattle, and I think that's really where his heart's always been at. So. I can see, I definitely think he's going to do that anyways. But I mean, yeah, no, it it would definitely suck. But I think at the end of the day, whether Richard Sherman leaves, comes back, whatever he decides to do, there's no way in hell I will ever hate him as much as I used to. And I'm sure the entire 49ers fan base hated his guts. I hated his guts. But after his last three years um, with us, and I just really got to see the mentor, the leader, the person that he is, you know, just so much respect for richard sherman and then his game man like he's just i mean he yeah sure he shredded us for years and that's why we hated him but once we got him on our team it was like man this is what it's like to have a lockdown starting cornerback in in richard sherman that i don't think the niners have really had since maybe prime time like i don't i don't even think the niners have had a cornerback like that in a really long time but you know whether sherman leaves or not i'm i'm thankful for his time with us but if he does come back for on a one-year deal man let's go like that would would just be hype but man any uh any final thoughts before we wrap this episode up
1: yeah final thoughts on the draft I'm, I'm gonna touch a bit on the the defensive backs we've taken I think uh Lenoir will be more of a nickel guy he's probably one of the best uh tacklers out of the cornerback position in the draft so I think he could potentially replace Kwan Williams next year learn under Kwan Williams and uh, learn that position well and Hufunga I agree with you I really like that pick I thought that was a great selection he hits really hard like a linebacker and you know a lot of people said they really liked Hufunga of course there was uh, injury concerns with him which is never something you'd like to hear but training with Troy Polamalu that's such a great thing and and it never hurts to learn from one of the best in the same position as him so i i really like him and i i just can't wait to see these rookies play it out
0: no doubt and yeah palomo is one of my favorite players growing up so i mean if if, if we if we managed to select uh, the next troy Palomalu, that'd be unbelievable yeah. but I mean, I'm also not surprised John Lynch, of course, managed to draft a few injury-prone guys. Not surprised he has a very bad tendency of doing that. But anyways, I'm, I'm really excited to see what the Niners are able to do this season. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. Next week, the NFL schedule gets released. Cannot wait to see that and see the Niners' road that they will have. And obviously, looking at their opponents, they have a fairly easy schedule. So I'm looking forward to it. But, Zach, We'll definitely be right back at it again very soon. So, again, thanks for joining us again, and we will definitely do this again real soon.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. Always love talking to the Niners.
0: Absolutely, no doubt, man. Take it easy. And that is it for this week's episode of the 49er Way Podcast. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis. And that is a wrap for this week's episode of the 49er Way Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.